The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy, and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, U.S. Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Right. Thank you, Zoe. I appreciate you so much for coming on the Conquer Approach today. Um, before we get started, if we can just have you kind of give your give a little background about who you are, uh, where you're at, and a little bit of what uh, you have going on for you right now in the health industry. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. So yeah, I'm in the health industry. Um, for lack of a better word, I am a health coach, but that is just like, that's a word. There's so much more that I do, um, but I'll give you a little bit about my background and what got me here. So I've never been one to follow that traditional path. Even starting uh, at 16, I left high school, which was like, wow, this is like a better way. I started in community college, but then realized fast, like I didn't know what I wanted to study. So I moved to Mexico when I turned 18. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but I'm buying a one-way ticket and I'm going and I'm just figuring stuff out. So that spiraled me into three years of world travel all over the place. I was like, sure, I'll go there. Yeah, let's go there. Why not? Like, I just never said no. And what sounds like a dream, and it really, really was a dream, was also my first like nightmare experience of having issues with my weight. And I would like be like, oh, I've got this trip, so I'm gonna get super fit. And I would, it'd be fine. But then I'd get to where I was going, and these would be like open-ended travels. Like I bought one-way tickets everywhere I went. And I would just kind of like lay on the beach and eat mm -hmm. whatever and party a little too much and put on the weight. Mm -hmm. And then I'd wanna go home, or it'd be time to go home, and I wouldn't wanna go home. Cause I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. like now you, like I don't look like I looked like when I left. and. I just never understood. So then I'd get myself back in shape and I'd go on another trip. And three years, I did this repeatedly, not understanding how to manage and like just maintain what I had achieved every single time. Mm -hmm. So eventually when I got settled again, after my trips, I was like, okay, fitness needs to be in my life. You know, I can't lose it every time. I need to stay healthy and just keep this path which eventually led me to being a trainer and like started this lifestyle. And as I feel like I'm getting more on track with everything, I start having issues with my gut and bloating. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my goodness. So I start to like kind of figure that out and make progress only for it to go backwards again. So it was almost like yo-yo dieting with my weight for all those years. It's like I yo-yo dieted, not really though, but with my gut with bloat, bloated to not bloated, on and off for years. Quick fix after quick fix, not understanding what was going on with me. And so that turned into just a nightmare of visiting doctors and taking tests only to be told like, you're totally fine, there's nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. I was like, but there is, and I know there is. Um, so it was really hard to keep motivated to figuring out what was going on. But I did, I managed to keep going and 
self-study and just keep studying and studying. And I kind of developed like an obsession. And I found myself studying like articles. I didn't even think I was smart enough to read. I was like, what am I reading? Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm obsessed. And like, honestly, I started even like writing, like, I don't really know if it's like a paper at one point, but I started like just like writing thoughts and paragraphs. I was like, what am I, what is this for? You know, I didn't even know. But I just knew I needed to like get this in here and then get it out there. And so long story short, I figured out what's going on with me. And so that obsession turned into a mission to like figure out what's happening and resolve this from the bottom, you know, not just these quick fixes. Mm -hmm. That became a mission to help other people realize that they're not stuck and they can feel better. So that's more of where I'm at now is helping people in their, you know, not only their weight loss journey, because that's how it started, but people with their gut and their bloating and their discomfort in that area. That's awesome. And you touched up on a couple of great things, like you were going to these doctors and you knew something was wrong intuitively, but they persisted saying you're okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like, you're the only one that really knows how you feel. So I'm glad you were honest with yourself. What did you discover on what was giving you all those issues with your gut? Actually, it started with some minor food sensitivities, dairy, gluten, super common things. And then it evolved and it's a couple different things. So I have been on multiple rounds of antibiotics. Like in six months, I was on three rounds of antibiotics. So I had an ankle surgery and then a couple of infections. So that's going to wipe out all sorts of bacteria. And in the years prior, like, you know, my years past, I've also been on other rounds of antibiotics for other random things. So that was definitely a big thing is just getting my gut back in order from those. But then stress was like a major missing link that I didn't really know, you know, didn't know for a long time. And for those who who don't really understand, like the negative aspects of antibiotics, can you elaborate on why that has a detrimental effect to our gut health? So we have all sorts of little um, gut bugs inside of us. Some are good, some are bad. We need both. Um, but we don't want to have too many of the bad ones, of course. Mm -hmm. And so an antibiotic is going to wipe out all sorts of bacteria. You know, it's going to get rid of good and bad bacteria. Mm -hmm. So the more you're on, the more that's going to get wiped out, the more varieties of antibiotics you're on, it's just going to kill even more. And if you're not fixing that, you know, you're just going to be hurt. You know, you don't have the bacteria that you need inside of you. Gotcha. What, what, did you do to bounce back from those rounds of antibiotics? Cause three rounds of antibiotics sounds like your, your gut took a, a heavy toll on yeah. that. What was like the, the recovery process for your gut? So, well, let's back up a little bit before that and talk about what, cause this is kind of important that ties in and mm-hmm. talk about what my diet was like. Cause like I eat healthy, right? Like I'm eating chicken and green beans and like super healthy food. But here's the deal. I was only eating six things mm. for a very, very, very long time. Cause these were like the magical six things that didn't bloat me. So my bacteria was limited inside my gut. What was going on? I didn't have a huge amount. So then when you wipe out what I have, I'm really limited. So 
that I didn't know yet at the time, right? So part of this recovery process, well, really what it was, was just eating more diverse amount of food. So, and when I say food, more just fiber. So anything that comes from a uh, fruit, vegetable, um, seed, anything from the earth, basically plants. Mm -hmm. So it was tough though, because I was like, but these things bloat me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it was this scary process of like, okay, well, it's okay. Don't eat like a cup of broccoli. Eat like a tiny little bit of broccoli. You know, just eat a whole bunch of different things, just not in any huge amount of one thing. Gotcha. Now, for someone who might not even know, like the state of their gut, does high fiber generally lead to if if fiber is food leads to bloating? Is that an indication that your overall gut health? isn't where it should be? That's hard to say because it depends on, there's a lot of factors. I mean, because it could just be that you're eating so much fiber and not enough water and maybe you're constipated mm -hmm. and that's a huge reason for being bloated that people don't realize. So it could be that or you eating too much of one thing. You know, if I overeat broccoli, I'm going to be bloated. But if I eat just a minimal amount of broccoli, I'm okay. So mm -hmm. everybody's really different. But overall, fiber, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum, fiber is super important for us. And even if you can't handle a lot um, at one time, you just have to have small amounts, work your way up, and get there. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And I know, I know fiber from, from my studies, because like you, I became obsessed with nutrition uh, just because it's effects on the human body and how those foods from Earth really helps us thrive versus all the made up food that we created <laughs> and processed. And one of the interesting things I saw was, I think it was like over 90% of Americans don't eat enough fiber or like yeah. the recommended amount at least. Yeah. So cool. it's just like mind blowing that for, for me, I look at it as like nature provided everything we needed Yep. and we, just don't eat it because whatever, <laughs> whatever story we tell ourselves about what it is. Do you usually have like a, a specific uh, recommendation for people who are going from like, I don't really eat variety to on that, to getting in, to make it a lifestyle, not just like a temporary thing because diets don't really last. It's more of the lifestyle changes where you, you decided I'm going to live this way. Like, how do you get someone who wants to be healthier, wants a healthier gut to create it as a lifestyle choice? Yeah, that's an awesome question. And you know what? I've actually done this a couple times um, with different groups of people. I just have like a mini fiber challenge that we do. Like one to two weeks, nothing crazy, super simple. But it all starts with, let's find out first, how much fiber are you eating? You know, because we got to know where you're at or else we can make you feel like, like if you're dealing you know, with, with bloating and whatnot, you could feel a lot worse if you go from zero to like 100 really fast. Mm -hmm. So the first step is like, okay, well, how much are you eating? And then from there, I'd make a recommendation. You know? Okay, you're only eating 15 grams of fiber. Cool, like, let's aim for like 17 or 18 grams of fiber tomorrow. And, but we have to make sure we're having enough water as well because mm -hmm. that can also lead to being further backed up and uncomfortable. So you can't increase one without the other, unless your water is already, you know, pretty good, depending on where you're at there. And 
just by doing these little challenges for like one to two weeks with people, they start to realize how much better they feel. They're mm. like, I'm less bloated. I'm more regular. I have more energy. Like those are the three main things that I got from people out of these super short challenges. And then they, since they realized so quickly, it's not like this is like months. This is mm. one to two weeks that they're feeling so much better. It's a no brainer. They're like, mm. obviously I'm going to keep eating this way because this was so simple and it almost is like a quick fix in its in itself because you feel so good so fast but it obviously they know they have to continue this you know forever mm -hmm. and it's like you don't really notice how much your body is is struggling really until you give it the opportunity with fiber healthy food and then you start noticing that those changes and you just realize like i've been you know chronically just tired when all i had to do was make a few shifts in yeah. my food and then it's just like different the energy like you said once you notice the how that energy is different you're just like why wouldn't i continue this because yeah. like i want to have energy more often than not yeah exactly um that's awesome because like i i recently discovered how important the the gut is in other aspects of your health as well. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what does just a negative, like a, a poor gut health doesn't just affect your weight and digestion. Can you go into like what other uh, ways our gut leads to health for our overall bodies and life? Yeah, so it actually controls about 70% of our immune system. <laughs> so, pretty much everything. <laughs> like, there's very few things that won't be in some way connected to your gut. Maybe not 100% from your gut, but if your gut was better, it may alleviate your problem a lot. So, it could be anything from you have skin issues, trace back to your gut, depression, anxiety can have roots back into your gut, sleeping, gut, like all of these different things. I mean, literally everything comes back to it. So it's pretty incredible. I mean, I dare somebody to try to name one thing that doesn't have some sort of connection, you know, unless it's something maybe that you're straight up born with, you know, that could be different, but autoimmune conditions, you know, all of those trace back to your gut. It's amazing. That is amazing. And then, especially with what's going on now, you mentioned 70% of our immune system is controlled by our gut. That's pretty much like all of it. <laughs> like our, our immunity is directly related to our gut health and yeah. what we're eating. Um, and it, it's, it's unique. And it, it's something that always bothered me was when we have an issue, we always want the quick fix. We want the, the pill that is magically going to help our gut be perfectly fine again or whatever the case is in our medical western medicine really conditioned us to be this way and this is one of the main reasons i was excited to have you because you took ownership of your health you decided like the doctors aren't gonna do this for me they're not gonna give me good health they're not gonna make my gut healthy they're not gonna figure this out for me because based off what they based off the science you had no nothing wrong with you but you mm -hmm. knew your gut wasn't healthy at the time uh, what helped you make that decision 
that I'm going to look into this more. I'm going to make this decision. What encouraged you to make that shift? So honestly, I mean, I wanted to give up on myself so many times um, because it was like nothing was going to change. It, nothing was, you know, in my mind, nothing was going to change. But then I realized like I am a health and fitness professional. Like This is what I do. And I can't give up on myself like this. Like I know that I can live a life that's not bloated. Um, but the biggest, I guess, let me backtrack. The biggest thing that happened to me is like one day I woke up. It was like as if I woke up one day and my stomach was bloated. Like I was seriously pregnant. And mm. this didn't go away for months. Like mm. months and months and months. I was so uncomfortable with how I looked, how I felt. It was a nightmare. But this is after I had already seen the doctors. This is after all of that. And I was just like, okay, I have to take this seriously because I can't live with this like seriously obvious discomfort morning, noon, night, throughout the night. It never went away. But I also knew that going to the doctor was going to provide nothing for me. So I just started studying, you know, and it was just knowing that I had to take ownership and I had to figure this out. And it was funny because I actually like, put my journey out there for people to see. And I was like, I'm going to get rid of this. But at the same time, I was like, what if I don't? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what if I don't? Like, what if I can't? But like, honestly, like having that, having people watching and like having put that out there, I was like, I have to. I don't know how long it's gonna take, but I have to keep doing this. And it happened and it worked and it went away. And no, I'm not saying I'm perfect now. Cause like I said, a lot of my issue goes back to stress. Mm-hmm. So you can see a direct relation of when I'm stressed, my digestion goes down and that's probably going to be that way forever. Cause we can get into the science of why that is later, but yeah, you know, I had mm-hmm. to take ownership when I had that happen to me. That's awesome. And, and that, I try to encourage people like that as well. Just like once it becomes a must, like you can do it, but it has to be and like, you have to believe it's a, like, I have to change this. And it's from what I've seen when it comes to health or problems like that in your gut, uh, it's so easy for people to just say, you know, I have, I'm, I'm, I'm just this way. This is, mm-hmm. this is my body. I don't have, I have these intolerances and I just can't, I'm always going to be bloated and just accept that whatever ailment or issue they're having is just the way it is. And it will be, if that's the way you think Mm. about it, you know, the more you tell yourself, you're like identifying as this person, that's the person that you're going to be, you know, you have to be open to the fact that like, cause your mindset is huge. You know, there's the gut brain connection and it's massive and, if you keep saying like, you're going to be bloated forever, you're going to be sick forever, you're going to be fat forever. I don't know, whatever it is that you say you're going to be, you're probably going to be that way until you make that shift in your mindset where you're like, I can change this. I'm not going to be this, have this, deal with this, whatever it is that you face. This goes for anything, guys, like anything in the world, broke, like homeless, like wherever you're at, if you identify like that, like, yeah, that's you. That's what you're going to be until you start to see yourself as anybody else or you in a different way. Mm-hmm. But Zoe, what if, what if your parents had the same health issue and your grandparents had the same issue and their parents had the same issue? 
wouldn't that just mean I'm going to have the same issue? If you think that way. Um, <laughs> so 80% of disease and issues are not genetic. They are lifestyle factors, you know. So there's only 20% of things that, yeah, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. But 80% is a huge number. And if you think about, okay, what is it that I have that maybe my entire lineage has or had? Is it in the 80% or is it in the 20%? And if it's in the 80%, you don't have to be stuck with it. But it's easy to fall victim because you see everybody behind you that has fallen victim to it. But that doesn't mean that has to be you. It's just, sorry to be blunt, but you're just too comfortable stuck in the way that you are. So you're too comfortable opting into this, sorry, that's my talk, opting into this whatever it is that you're in and being like, woe is me. And everybody's been obese before me, so I'm gonna be obese too. Everybody, whatever, you know, has been broke, so I'm gonna be broke. But there's plenty of stories that show otherwise, you know. You're not stuck like that. That's only if you decide you are. Absolutely. You said that perfectly because it, it really is, I believe, just it's a decision. It's a mindset towards it. And like you exemplified, you decided it's a must for me to change. So I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to figure out because I don't want to, I don't want to live this way. Uh, and it's similar to me. I have a lot of family members who had heart disease, heart attack, diabetes, all these things. And I decided I'm not going to go down that. I'm going to do whatever I can to prevent that and not just say, oh, it runs in my family. I'm just, I'm going to have it eventually. Like I'm not, I'm not. Unless there's something out, completely out of my control, I have no, no way of preventing. Like I'm going to do everything I can consciously so this this conversation i hope helps people realize how much power they actually have and how much control over their health and their body um when you were when you were just getting started in educating yourself what were some of the resources that you used to get that education because it's i feel like it's it's not until someone knows mm -hmm. that they have the control they have the power, they can change their entire body by changing what they put in their mouth and moving their body or whatever the case is. Was there like a resource that you went to that showed you a lot and helped you grow as a health professional? Yeah, so I've done my nutrition coaching um, certificate through the Nutritional Coaching Institute, NCI, and they also have a gut health course. So I took their gut health course and that was my very first like opening my eyes to like, okay, like there's all these other possibilities, right? So that was the, that was the gateway. And from there, I just would find rabbit holes and be like, I would just pull this and be like, oh, what's this? And then what's that? And just do my, all this research online. And then it turned to podcasts. So I was like, mm -hmm. I have a handful um, the Gut Health Gurus, amazing podcast, Love and Guts, amazing podcast. Like, um, those are the top two in my mind for gut health that I would start looking at and listening to. And then I would hear somebody on their podcast and then I would travel there and I'd look over there. Um, so yeah, those are the biggest things that got me going was just like my self-study, my, after the, um, gut health course, 
my self-study and then podcasts and then just rabbit holes everywhere. Mm. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to check out those podcasts because I believe food is, you know, food is what our health is really dependent on. And medicine is food in my world, my views. And the only way that works is it has to go through your gut. (laughs) And then your gut does all the magic to really make it happen, make it possible for you to heal. Um, Is there anything like specifically for, let's say, pain that people have like chronic pain or what they believe to be chronic pain? Does that really tie into what you're eating directly as well? Totally. So what we eat, you know, that can, that can be providing a source of inflammation in our body. So the more processed, you know, processed foods we eat, sugary foods we eat, just like not even, not even real food, you know? So all of that can just contribute to inflammation, which is going to contribute to pain. So we just got to see it like that. But then the more like, unprocessed whole versions of food we eat they can be anti-inflammatory so they can help bring down the inflammation help bring down your pain but yeah it all directly goes right back to what are you eating you know if you're Mm. eating anti if you're eating highly inflammatory foods you're going to be inflamed and in pain gotcha now is there certain things that inflame you more than other things (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. So dairy and gluten, they definitely inflame me and make me bloated. Um, Nothing, I have found nothing luckily that causes me direct pain, Mm -hmm. but there are plenty of people that maybe eat gluten and they get more joint pain, right? It's totally, that's a common thing to be eating things and to have pains in your body. I'm fortunate that I don't experience that. However, if I eat sugar, my skin breaks out. So it's, it's inflammation in my skin. While that's not painful, physically, it's visibly painful. Like I can see it. Um, and for a long time, I tried to figure out what was happening with my skin. I was like, I never had issues as a, as a teenager, you know, random pimple here and there. I hit 24 and like things changed. And then eventually I did this, you know, challenge for a month and I didn't need any sugar as part of it. And I was like, wow, my skin has gotten better. And then I ate some sugar again and I was like, wow, my skin's not good. And I've done this, like, I've done this experiment with myself numerous, numerous times. And every time it results in my skin acting up. But when I say sugar, I don't mean like natural sugar. Mm-hmm. I can eat all the fruit in the world and I'm great. It's the processed sugar, all of those things. That's what's going to give me an issue. So mm-hmm. people don't realize it. You know, it's all due to what I'm eating, you know, or drinking. It could be in your, in your drinks as well. That's awesome. Do you, do you have like a certain amount of where processed sugar is okay or a recommended amount for people who struggle with like sugar addictions and cravings? Uh, I don't have a certain amount, but there are so many alternatives to sugar once you start exploring that realm. So you can just, you can totally get off of sugar entirely switch to other natural versions and slowly, you know, like obviously don't just be like cut it all out today and then, you know, just switch tomorrow. Like take your time, like slowly reduce what you're eating and just slowly start incorporating other things. But no, I haven't actually tried a personal experiment for like 
is it one M&M that breaks me out or is it, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, cause there'll be the time where I'll like indulge and think, oh my God, it's going to be so bad. And it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's hard to say, but it, but it's, I mean, it, it still happens. Even if it's not that bad. <laughs> right. I, I think it's more of, uh, what you eat on a daily basis. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like if you eat, if you indulge on like some cake today, but like the whole month you're, you've been eating really well, you're not eating that much sugar. There's a, there's much less of an impact. Oh, not for I me. Feel, right? it'll still happen. No, really? Yeah. For me. Cause yeah, it'll still happen. I used to see this woman um, and she was amazing with skin and she helped me. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like part of it was, so I was spending like a decent chunk of money each month on my skin. Mm-hmm. And part of that was like, well, I'm not going to eat sugar and just screw up all the money that I'm putting into helping my skin. So that kind of helped, you know, and there's a financial mm-hmm. barrier. <laughs> it helps us like stay on course. But occasionally mm-hmm. I'd be like, I went out to dinner and you know, like I'll eat the dessert because I decided I want it. And I would have a you know, flare up and I would tell her like, I ate cake two weeks ago or a week ago. And she was like, yep, that'll do it. So yeah, even if I am perfect, like that one dessert, it will show up later, but it's not fast. It might take a week or two for it to appear. Mm. That's very interesting because I don't think a lot of people, or I mean, maybe they do, maybe it's just me that I don't know that sugar really has a impact on skin and i've seen it before in like causing acne and like when you're in highly inflamed like your skin starts having more issues like i I never really thought about that it can it can take a longer time to affect you yeah so that's a major thing when looking at food sensitivities too because there are all these like right sugar alcohols that people are like you see those low calorie ice creams and all Mm. that it's because there are calories in these things but our bodies can't absorb them so they mean nothing to us you know in that respect so it's a lower calorie food but those can lead to like bloating and other you know digestional uh, digestion issues but that can also take a few days to show up so even just recently i like I needed to get a protein. I needed something to eat. There weren't many options. I was in a gas station. So I grabbed a protein bar that had a sugar alcohol in it. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I know I'm going to pay for this tomorrow, but it's okay. You know, I need something. This is the best option that I have. So I ate it. And the next day I was like, I'm fine. I was like, that's cool. Like maybe my body can handle this. Mm -hmm. But then it was like the day after and nothing else in my diet had changed. Like everything was the same. The day after I was like crampy, like somebody was stabbing me with knives. It was highly uncomfortable and it was directly related to that protein bar that I ate two days prior. But Mm -hmm. it's because I'm aware of these things that I'm realizing what's going on. You know, I'm not eating a whole bunch of different things and I was able to narrow it down. Like that's the only thing I changed. It's been two days. It was the protein bar. Mm, gotcha. That's huge. Your awareness on your food and your body. Cause I feel like a lot of us would probably just be like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. Let me take like some pain pills or whatever, you know, what can I do to fix this problem right now? Instead of like thinking about it deeper, what's the root, like what caused it? why did this happen in the first place versus let me just try to get rid of it. 
and mask it or whatever the case is. Yeah, you got to uh, get to that root. Yeah, that's that's a huge thing. Uh, I feel it just, I think it's a shift of, of reframing what's going on. Like if if you have a problem, are you just trying to resolve it right now, or are you taking the time to say, like, what caused this? Like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I experiencing this way? And that helps the awareness piece. Um, do you still have struggles with maintaining your habits or, or is it this point is just like automatic, you know, what you're eating all the time, you're eating healthy, you're eating right, you feel good. Or is there still like constant resistance? Not so much. It's pretty easy. Um, I've, I've pretty much always been a healthy eater. You know, when I was even when I was traveling, like I wasn't eating necessarily terribly. I was just eating too much mm. uh, when I was gaining weight back in the day. But now it's pretty easy. Like I have, you know, I eat a lot of vegetables. I eat fresh everything, you know, fruit, vegetables, meat. I don't buy a lot of things that are in packages. And my only downfall are like the occasional, like when I want to indulge in that cookie or whatever it is, you know, but it's okay. Mm. Cause I know like I'm going to eat this and my skin might not like me, you know, in a little bit. And that's okay because now I'm empowered to make that decision mm. and know that like, okay, you know, like I ate this dessert and I'm going to be bloated, but that was my choice. I'm not just like constantly bloated and not knowing why, but yeah, so it's pretty simple for me to keep it all together. Um, but yeah, just like anybody else, I'm going to want to have that indulgence mm. every now and then. Mm -hmm. I think that's great because I, I know for when it comes to food and just lifestyle changes, it's very difficult to get it started or developing those habits. But, you know, that if anyone just heard you say that it, it's not that difficult for you now, like there is a point where it becomes easier, right? The beginning, we, we just attach how much resistance we're going to have or how hard it's going to be. But you just proved over time, like, it's not that difficult for you to make those decisions anymore. Yeah. And it's, you know, for somebody who's listening, who is maybe just starting out with this, go slowly, you know, no, mm -hmm. like drastic changes overnight. That's not the way you're going to sustain this. Make mm -hmm. small, small, like inventory. What are you eating? What are you drinking? like inventory that for like two to three weeks, write every single thing down. And honestly, like, I'm not even saying like pay attention to necessarily like the calories or anything like that. Let's just look at purely what are you consuming? And now let's see like, what are you consuming all the time? Like a little bit excessively. Is it that you eat too many baked goods? Are you eating like pasta four nights a week? You know, where are these things that are just like, oh my God, we're going a little bit nuts with this, item whatever it might be and those are the things we're like okay let's work on rating those in you know is your pasta like in on this huge plate okay well how about we get it on a smaller plate you're still having it four times a week sure but you just dramatically reduce the size of your pasta so like things like that it doesn't have to be like cut it out of your life altogether but let's like just start to slowly pull it back do you not eat any veggies okay, well, let's start throwing some veggies in with your pasta. You know, I'm not about taking anything away. I'm about giving more. Like, let's increase the good things and slowly reduce, not eliminate, 
you know, or maybe not yet eliminate. Like, I don't love people drinking soda, but I'm not gonna say just cut it out. Let's slowly pull it back and then find an alternative eventually. And that way, when you really wanna have a Coke with your lunch, you're gonna seriously enjoy that Coke with your lunch versus having two Cokes with your lunch and your dinner every day. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's amazing advice. And it's just bringing it back to being more conscious of what we're eating. Cause I, I think also a lot of the times it becomes just automatic and we don't even realize we drank three Cokes today or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, you're not, you're not tracking it. You're not measuring it. Uh, or any, any, you're not really paying attention to how much, like even me, like sometimes I, I fill up a huge plate without even like thinking of it. Cause I'm just thinking of like how hungry I am. And I don't realize yeah. like, that's like three plates worth of food or whatever. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm like the master of like, I love little bowls, like, like little, little bowls, you know, mm -hmm. I have my breakfast with like recently some oats and, um, God, well, there's chia seeds, but oh, quinoa and like some things. And I have like this super tiny little bowl. That's the perfect size for my breakfast. Mm -hmm. If I were to put that in a standard size bowl, I would want to fill it up like three or four times the size because it would look so pathetic. It would be like, oh, <laughs> that just like, that looks like two bites of food. When in reality, it's much more, but the size matters. And I have tiny, tiny forks and I have tiny spoons and it makes me happy. <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's, uh, I think that's a great little shift someone can do. You just change their, what they're eating with and what they're eating on. Cause that's something I noticed visiting Japan a lot. They have a lot smaller portions they're generally a healthier population, like J Japanese culture. They live longer, they have less disease, and they just eat better. And a lot of it is like they don't have the large portions that we eat. Like they're so, they don't even have like a large soda at any fast food establishment. Like they don't have these big, ginormous, oh, you can eat plates. And <laughs> like they all eat on those tiny plates, little, little things. And it just like, we laughed at it then. Like they're like you buy soda and it's like this big or whatever. And it's just like, no, they, they actually know that you shouldn't have that much of this. Stuff. And they just have a different culture and it's beautiful. You just reminded me of that by saying you eat at a little bowl. <laughs> I love it. They're so cute. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, random question before we wrap things up. And I, I think all your advice is amazing. Get started small make those small adjustments. Do you have a favorite book around the subject? So I do, okay. Or don't I don't you, you don't read? I do read. Oh. <laughs> I love to read. And it's funny that you ask, because I just started to reread a book I read at least 10 years ago. Um, I was just at my mom, my parents' house, and my best friend was over, and she commented on this book, and it's called French Women Don't Get Fat. And I'm not saying this is my favorite book. I'll tell you what it's about in a minute. No. Uh, but it came back into my life. And I was like, I need to reread this book. It, I just, it's been a long time. And so it's basically, it's talking about a lot of what I just mentioned. Um, mm. And so, but it, the whole thing is like, you see these French women and they're like, they eat and they drink wine and like they indulge. And it's like, why are none of them overweight? Why are they all so slim? what's going on when they're clearly not starving themselves you know they're enjoying life and having their wine but 
It's like we live like that or so people think, but we're just like getting bigger and bigger by the day. And so this book talks about like how to change things up easily for yourself and make these slow, these small changes and to make it a lifestyle. And it's really, really cool. And it's a lot of the same stuff that I just spoke on. Um, so just cause that's what I'm reading right now. I was like, let me just had to put that one out there for people. So French women don't get fat and it's, you know, I'm probably about halfway through now. I'm reading it for like two days again, <laughs> but it's a great book, especially if you, you know, have yet to start your journey to becoming healthier or, or you're just like a little bit lost, you know, mm. maybe you've already been on your health journey, but you've been very regimented and like calorie counting and like this, that, and the other. And you're just like, this isn't working. I need something that's a little less like regimented, you know, check mm. it out. It's a great book. Oh, thank you. I'm definitely going to check it out. And I, I understand that. Cause like, there's so much information and there's so much information that contradicts each other and so much things. So I could see how it's very overwhelming for someone on this journey of just losing weight, getting healthier. Um, but definitely appreciate that and appreciate everything. This whole episode, I think, is filled with amazing information and, you know, tips on just making that mindset shift and start taking those smaller actions for a longer period. Right, it's a lifestyle, not just a temporary quick fix. Um, I don't really believe in quick fixes when it comes to health, in my no. opinion. <laughs> it's not possible, you know, when somebody's like, you know, I, I just want to like get in shape or whatever for this thing, you know, it's like, well, that's cool. Okay, like I feel you, I feel you there. <laughs> but what about what's what happened after? Because like, I can tell you, I lived that for three years where I just wanted to get in shape for this one thing. And then it was this like up and down, you know, for forever. Cause I, and that's cool. Like I didn't know, I didn't know any better. So like, I just worked with what I knew, but I'm it's like, that's why I tell people like, we got to have a game plan. Like what comes after that? Like there has to be a next step. So all diets fail because mm -hmm. they leave you in the deep end. And you're right. just like, I don't know where to go. Like, what do I do? And you, yeah. So mm -hmm. I want to pull you out of that deep end, get you healthy. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Zoe. And before we end this, I want to give you an opportunity to see how people can get in touch with you. Like what platforms are you most active on? Uh, any, any places to reach you at that's, you know, most convenient for you. Uh, and, or if someone wants to get in touch with you about getting coaching or advice on nutrition and health and fitness, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram, uh, which I'm sure we can link all those in the show notes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, I'll link my email there too, in case somebody's like, I don't use social media. You know, I respect mm -hmm. that as well. Um, and yeah, reach out. Even if you just have like a question or you sort of see what I'm doing, you know, see what goes on from there. Sweet. Awesome. I'll link all that stuff uh, in the show notes. And Zoe, I appreciate you so much. This has been such a pleasure and honor to have you uh, talk about this because I think it's just a conversation that needs to be had more often. Um, we live in an environment that just wants to feed us as much as they can around <laughs> whatever they can, constant advertisements, all these things. So getting back to the basics and the root of everything, uh, I love it. I love the message and I appreciate you and all the work that you do uh, in this field. Thank you. It was great to be here. And let me just say one thing, guys. Two little bits of advice. 
one, if you're really trying to make a difference and like in the way your, your health and you're going shopping, look at the label, how many things can you not pronounce, put it back, <laughs> right? Like if you don't understand what's going on on that label, your body doesn't want it. I guarantee you that. Mm. So if you're ever questioning, should I eat this or should I not eat this? That's like the most basic answer I can give you. Can you understand what it's telling you? All right. So that's mm. one. The second one is you can get better no matter where you're at, no matter how long you've been trying. Honestly, like when I was trying to get rid of that bloat, I didn't know if it was going to happen, but I just kept going and going and going every day until little by little it went away. So those are my two things. Don't stop, you know, keep going. You got this. Brilliant. That is awesome. 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 Labels will tell you what things should be in your body and not <laughs> if you can. I love that. I, I, I try to tell people the same thing. If you can't pronounce it, you don't know what it is, then it probably does not need to be in your body, but Awesome, Zoe. Thank you so much. Thank you for those last two pieces of advice. Uh, I appreciate you, and I look forward to maybe doing this some other time, talk about other areas of health and fitness, because I feel like we could talk about you know, health and nutrition for hours, but I want to keep this at a respectable time frame. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. Thank you so much, Zoe. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share, subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.